Design Guy, Episode 35. Design Guy here. Welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. Today we'll bring to a close this exploration of the principles of perception, also known as the Gestalt rules, by discussing proximity and alignment. Now there's more to Gestalt than what we've covered in this series, but I trust this has given you a foothold on the topic. But let's get right to it. Proximity. Now proximity is something we understand intuitively. It requires no explanation when we see it. If we're at a party, we'll see certain kinds of people around us. Some will be standing by themselves with drink in hand, looking around. Others will congregate in groups of perhaps two or three or five or six. And we get it. Those that are standing close together form a group. Even when they stop talking and interacting, we still view them as a group by virtue of their proximity. Or think of high school. There were groups of jocks, groups of freaks. There were loners. Maybe there were gangs when you went to school. And we perceive these persons, we comprehend these individual elements, if you will, based on their relationships and context. They are either separate and individual, or they're perceived as part of a group. And it's just like that in our compositions. If we have a more or less even distribution of shapes or elements, they all tend to stand alone. They're not in proximity to anything in particular. This is a relational concept. But when we bring elements together as a cluster or a collective or group, we view them as a new thing, something bigger. And this helps us to comprehend our environment. Complicated clusters of elements get simplified in our minds as one thing. They are a group or cluster, and this frees our minds up from having to deal with them as individual units to be inventoried by our brains one by one. You can mentally batch process the whole lot of them as a group or cluster. And this is important to understand in our designs. If we don't use proximity to our advantage, then our audience has to mentally sort through all that we put before them. On the other hand, when we put like things together as a logical group, we've put convenient handles on them. Now all those things are glanceable. You can take them all in at once. So let me give you some examples. Think of web pages. Often we see various tiers of navigation. One group of links may relate to global navigation. Links like home, or about us, or contact us. Another set of links might be grouped according to related product categories, like at Amazon, where they group movies, music, and games as one link, as opposed to another labeled apparel, shoes, and jewelry. It's this grouping that enables us to cope with all of the information in front of us. It gives it logic and structure and hierarchy. We can put convenient cognitive handles on a bunch of stuff at once. And there's many more examples I'm sure you can come up with on your own because proximity is so intuitive. The trick is to think about it, to think logically as you order groups of elements in your compositions. You're really just using it as a strategy to streamline your audience's comprehension 
of all that you've set before them. And finally, I want to touch on alignment today, although I'll probably go into it in more detail at a later date. Alignment is simply the technique of organizing elements by lining them up. When we look at a page, we don't see visible lines, but we do notice that that headline and subhead and body copy and the related image are usually on the same vertical axis. At least this is usually the case. Or there are enough elements lined up on that invisible vertical line for us to sense their relatedness. Or we may see shapes that are organized according to a central axis. We might call them center justified. Or maybe the left edges all line up. This can also be referred to as ragged right. Or maybe it's the right edges that all line up, which can alternatively be called ragged left. The difference among these examples is simply one of edge alignment versus center alignment. And all of us have at least some experience with this because we've all played with those justification buttons in programs like Microsoft Word. And earlier on in our development, we might have been that kid who always had the toys scattered randomly on the floor. It was hard to see the relationship among our Hot Wheels or Star Wars action figures as a result. On the other hand, we might have been that kid who neatly lined up the toys on our shelves. Our Smurf figures looked orderly and related. They were aligned and grouped in proximity to one another, and it probably made all the difference to Mom. That's it for today. This one ran a little longer than usual, but then I've been away for a little while, for which I apologize, so I thought I'd cover just a bit more. But let me remind you that today's transcript may be found at designguyshow.blogspot.com. Music is by kcentricity.com. Well, I thank you again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join us next time.